Nonagenarian Senator Dianne Feinstein was hospitalized after a fall in her home this week, the latest in a series of age-related mishaps from the senator in recent months. These include her giving up power of attorney to the power of attorney to her daughter and getting confused during a defense appropriations vote where an aide was caught on a hot mic telling her to just say I. How big of an issue is Dianne Feinstein's age and the old age of our federal government in general? That's the question we'll be tackling here on the left wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, joined by recurring guest TJ from Powers, not, Powers Taken Not Given and special guest Little Miss Marxist. Um, so let's get straight into this. Uh, the point here, uh, guys, is that Dianne Feinstein is really old. She's 90 years old. To put that into perspective, when she was born, she was closer in time to the Lincoln presidency than she was to the Biden presidency. I'm going to be honest with you. I poked a little fun and made a joke on threads saying that Life Alert, Life Alert had created a new device specifically for her, which would not only call emergency services when she's fallen and can't get up, but also allow her to vote on federal policy that affects the lives of millions. And I was a little surprised by the pushback it received. People were telling me that it was unkind and in bad taste to make a joke about someone's deteriorating health like this, but I kind of thought that I it was much more unkind and in bad taste for her to refuse to relinquish her position in the federal government when she's having these obvious declines uh, in her mental and physical health. Um, I generally agree with not making fun of people for bad health, but when they are currently making a decision to stay in office during it and they are clearly unfit to serve, I feel like any criticism, whether it be satire or straight criticism, is always called for. Uh, and she isn't the only one who's in this position recently. Mitch McConnell just stopped functioning mid-speech. I believe he had a stroke. Um, and we've been treated to several signs of mental decline from the president, Joe Biden, uh, who wishes to remain the president until he is 86 years old. The median age in the House is 58 and the median age of the Senate is 68. Uh, how are we supposed to expect Congress to serve the needs of working class families when the average congressman is at retirement age? It, it's a real to me. It is a really significant concern. What do you guys think? Uh, am I overblowing this, um, or is the age of our government really? I feel like it's a joke, to be honest. But what do you guys think? Uh, well, I'll say first off, good use of the word nonagenarian. That's a word you don't hear too often. You don't get to use it too often. Very, very obvious reason. You'll get to hear it. Second, uh, you mentioned that Dianne Feinstein was closer to Lincoln's inaugurations than Biden's. That's also true for Biden. Biden's birth is actually closer to Lincoln's inauguration than it is to his own, which is, uh, you know, darkly hilarious. And um, the whole thing with the politicians are getting old. I like when people, you, I can't, actually, I do believe it. You said that you were making a joke about Dianne Feinstein being a thousand years old and people saying that you're being unkind and you know crass because you know like you know the the the, the proper functioning of our democracy is somehow less important than you know proper form it, it's it's absurd like the same thing happened with Ruth Bader Ginsburg I was like hey you know you're you're getting up there maybe you should retire and he said oh well this is ageist this is sexist you know and, and look what happened there so it, it, it's kind of sad but I We'll say something about this, that people, this is our fault. It's our fault because think about this. When you think about the oldest people in, in politics, right in, uh, in office right now, who do you think of? You think of Chuck Grassley, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, 
Dianne Feinstein, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, uh, as much as I hate to say it, Bernie Sanders. But one thing about that list, it's almost all Democrats. Like, there's only a couple Republicans on there, like uh, Grassley and McConnell. The rest of them are Democrats. And that's not an aberration. The, like you mentioned, the uh, average age of people in Congress. So the Democrats, uh, as far as their voting base, is generally younger than Republicans. But our politicians are older than Republicans. The, uh, the average age for a House Republican is 56. And the average age for a House uh, Democrat is 58. And the average age for a Senate Republican is 62. Average age for a Senate Democrat is 65. Now, those, are, those numbers are fairly close, but they're averages. And so, you know, Maxwell Frost is like, you know, 26 or something. And so that, 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 that tanks the age a lot. But we, we have an issue on uh, the Democratic side or the left side and that we defer to the elders way more often than Republicans do. Uh, Republicans, uh, oddly enough, uh, are a lot more likely to insert young blood into the system, you know, because they actually cater to the populist elements of their, of their, of their party. So you'll get people like Boebert or Gates or, you know, uh, or Green. And yeah, we got our own too. We got, you know, uh, Ilhan Omar and AOC, and like I said, Maxwell Frost. Mm-hmm. I say what? The squad. Squad, yeah. So we have our two, but um, but but the squad, the squad is on the outside. Whereas those people you just mentioned in the Republican, yes. like like Marjorie Taylor Greene, is taking the torch, you know, and just yes. leading the charge there. Our young people that we put in there are ancillary. They are put off to the side. They are the fringe. They're extreme. Now the Republican young people have all the juice they have all the power and popularity they represent the base and the republicans accept them for it but for some reason well i mean for fairly obvious reasons the the democrats don't want to uh, actually give power to the populist side of the democratic of the the, uh, country on the left so you know they defer to old now this is not to say that older people are automatically going to be bad like i mentioned sanders is old as hell and he's great so, I mean, there's a there's a, a balance there, but it is a problem, and I don't see it being fixed anytime soon. The fact that everyone coalesced around Biden, knowing he was a thousand years old, is, is not a good sign. Like we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this because it's all we've done. So, uh, as bad as it is, we have no one to blame but ourselves. I definitely I agree. have a. Yeah, I was going to say, what What do you think, Mark? I was going to say, I definitely have a few thoughts about what DJ said, but I want to hear what, what your thoughts are. You know, I think this is a good time to bring up why are there not term limits? Um, our government has been functioning a very specific way for a really long time, and I don't think that system works anymore. Um, I love that you brought up Ruth as well. Um, I did a video about this. And a big part of the reason why we are where we are with women's rights is because she didn't step aside. Now, there's the argument there that the Senate Republicans would have blocked any of Obama's nominations. However, I think that ego comes into play a little bit here. Um, In terms of Diane, I look at it like this. Would you want a 90-year-old person flying a plane full of people? Honestly. Um, And this person is 
essentially helping fly the entire country um, when she is very clearly not healthy enough to be there. She's getting confused at votes and people are having to tell her, just, just say yes. Um, I think if people are supposed to retire by a certain age, why shouldn't our elected officials have to retire as well? There's no way someone who's 90 should be making decisions for the rest of us, in my opinion. I One of my favorite things to say is that if we treated our politicians more like we treated our sports stars, we'd get a lot more done in this country. And it's like people will be like, oh, you can't call them incompetent because they're old. That That's ageist. And it's like if uh, if I got a player on my sports team that's 35 years old and they're not playing well, people are calling him a walking corpse. Like, like, like the 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 the. Oh, we got to be polite about this. No, she has already given power of attorney. She doesn't think she's capable of making decisions about her own life. And yet she thinks she's capable of making decisions about mine. I feel like that's more insulting than any joke I can make about her age. And it's crazy that we have these discussions that are almost self-defeating. And you're right, TJ, they come from the left. Like, I don't have Republicans in my mentions telling me to not make fun of Dianne Feinstein. Uh, they, they, they're just too busy making fun of Mitch McConnell. You know, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird that we treat matters of life and death like it's um, theater production when it's not. This is a woman who doesn't know where she is at the time, making a decision to give excess, I don't know exactly how much it was, but excess millions, billions of dollars to the military that are going to literally be used to kill people. And she doesn't know what she's supposed to say. And that is, can you imagine being like some 12-year-old kid in Syria and your home is being bombed and you see the people who are making this decision don't even know where they are. Like how insulting is that? You know, it, it is, I think it's just on its face awful. And I guess I'd like to pivot at this point. Like, how do we fix it? Mark, so you mentioned term limits, which I know when I've mentioned this to, you know, to people in the world, sometimes they've said that that's going to make lobbying worse because it's going to increase the amount of elections, increase the amount of money in politics, which I always say, well, let's get rid of lobbying then. That's the real evil here. Um, but in terms of other ways, TJ, you, you said there isn't any real way to solve this, but I feel like kind of like we said uh, the last time you were here, how running on getting the money out of politics could be a one, you know, one issue stance that can win you elections. I feel like running on things like term limits, limits getting the money out of politics, it's things that we all mostly agree on. But we don't we can't have it happen because the people who have to make the decision are the ones who are going to get ousted by the term limits. Yes. Yeah. So I uh, I agree with the money out of politics, but that's why I don't think term limits actually would work. I don't I, I'm against uh, term limits, age limits. I'm more open to, but term limits, I don't think would solve it because. So the issue we have is that people will get into office, and as you mentioned, with lobbying, and uh, like uh, it, it costs a ton of money to run for Congress and Senate, and like an, an unfathomable amount of money to run for president. You can't do it by yourself. So you're pretty much forced to take money from corporate interests. Like they they have to do it, and once you do that, you belong to that corporate interest, and you get in office and. Listen, as, as much as we'd like to think that uh, these people are operating on altruistic uh, uh, measures, 
the number one goal for every politician is to get reelected. That's their number one goal. And you, in order to get reelected, you have to pay the piper. You have to do the bidding of the people who put you in office. So if we have term limits, it's like you go to Congress and you can only serve 10 years. All right, now once you're out, someone else is gonna come in who's gonna have to operate under the same system. They're gonna have to take the money from the corporate interest, get elected, and you're stuck right back where you were. It, it wouldn't solve anything. Now, if we, if we put age limits, we could get people out, but then you're still stuck with these people for 40 years. You know, it's, it's not going to really uh, change that. Um, I, 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 I do like the idea of just taking the money out of it because that would solve the main problem. Too. And, and also, I don't want to lose a good politician, you know, for a term limit because uh, like uh, Sanders could have been gone 20 years ago and I wouldn't have liked that. Uh, but for Ginsburg, since we brought her up, term limits in the Supreme Court, 100% back. It is, it is insane that the Supreme Court has uh, a lifetime appointment. There's no good reason for it. The only reason people get, literally the only one, is that it separates them from politics. It makes it a non-political uh, position, which uh, the people who are appointed by politicians uh, you know, vetted by politicians and interrogated by politicians and voted on politicians, all of a sudden they're not political when they get the job, which makes no sense at all. So we all know they're political appointments. And also a single term term limit would also eliminate that issue just as effectively. If they were in office for 10 years and couldn't seek re-election, it would be the same as being in office for life and couldn't seek re-election. For the court or for... Uh... For the court. Uh, oh yeah, for the court, yeah. Yeah. Like, like that... That's an easy one to me. Like term of the Supreme Court is it, we definitely need to get behind that because the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court does do a lot of things to help. Like we have Brown versus Board of Education, uh, Obergefell, stuff like that, Roe versus Wade. But the Supreme Court is always behind uh, cultural trends. Like we didn't we didn't pass gay marriage because the Supreme Court was leading the charge on that. We passed it because the population said, oh, we're cool with that. Then the Supreme Court finally, uh, you know, got got around to to legalizing it. So the Supreme Court is not helping us. It, it is a regressive system. So uh, getting people out of there and new getting fresh blood into that, I think, would really help a lot. So for for term limits, the Supreme Court, hundred percent, I, I I would back that. I think Clarence Thomas is a perfect example, right? So you see this person who's on the Supreme Court, and he is very obviously purchased. Um, all of these things are coming out about being houses being paid off, trips on yachts and things like that. And this is where checks and balances and changes in our system need to come in because these people shouldn't be allowed to be purchased. They should be held to some sort of ethical standard. And it's the same for senators or you know people in Congress. They should all be held to a standard. And it's kind of just like the wild, wild west in DC. Everybody can do whatever they want. There's no consequences for anything. But I don't think any of this is going to truly change until this is not gonna be popular. I already know that till all of the boomers are out of office because what we're looking at is these people who are like Funstein on their deathbed, basically clinging to this power that they have. Someone like Mitch McConnell, whose entire life has been to smash Democrats and his whole, that's all he's been here to do. But until those people are gone and we have enough young voters to get them all out, I don't think we're gonna see any change. And I like to think of it yeah. just from a from just a 
personal biases, like unintentional personal biases. A young person is going to have personal biases that are very different than an old person. Even even a Bernie Sanders, I know that Bernie Sanders very much cares about like the people and providing for them, but he's got to have some personal biases toward the next 10 to 20 years as opposed to the next 60 to 80 because he's not going to be here in 30 years it's just not going to happen and so when he's making decisions even though i know he has the best in, like i know i'm pretty darn sure that he has the best interest of the people in mind he's still going to have biases against long-term decision making that he's incapable of getting rid of just because he's so old and he just cannot see the future and cannot place himself in the shoes of a 30 year old father of two in the same way that a 30 year old father of two can you know and and the decisions are going to be made different and i think we're going to be discussing this later is one of the reasons that us we kind of lag behind climate change uh legislation and dime fine scenes one of the democratic senators who has blocked climate change legislation in the past and not voted for it and i can't help but think it's because they just don't see it as a pressing issue because they're not going to be here i think we also Uh, have to look at how society has progressed right most of these senators don't even know how to email properly mm -hmm. um they they are so behind in technology and ideas and we have these young kids you know, who are on the internet making videos and doing things, they have ideas on how to fix these things, but nobody will listen to them. So as our society, technology, everything is progressing, these dusty cobweb people are sitting there fighting the change so hard. It's like the old man who doesn't want to retire, but he can't do his job properly anymore, just simply because his body doesn't function that way anymore at the age of 65 versus when he was 30. Um, so I think that's another thing we're looking at too. If if we had younger minds um, and people that were more educated and forward thinking, making these decisions, we would be in a lot better situation all around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my my light my light went out, so I look like you're talking to a Bond villain right now. It's- Kill Bond now. <laughs> you look great. You look great. But uh, the Supreme Court, if I go back to that, um, hacking the Supreme Court, it is it is political malpractice that we haven't tried to pack the Supreme Court. I, they're, they're, it's insanity that that no one's tried to bring this up because. The arguments against them are ludicrous. They'll say, well, you know, if we pack the Supreme Court, then when a Republican comes becomes president, they'll try to pack the Supreme Court. All right. All right. For, two, two arguments to that. First of all, screw you. Uh, second argument is that us packing the Supreme Court makes it less likely that a Republican will be elected. Like that, that's that's like obvious. I think I think anyone that knows anything about politics can agree on that. Second, Let's say the Republicans do, uh, you know, get elected and try to pack Supreme Court more. Fine, let them do it. Let this keep going on. Nothing is stopping keep... them from doing it anyway. <laughs> like, like, I say, I say, let the president keep packing the Supreme Court until like everyone in the United States is a member of the Supreme Court. Like, make it an actual <laughs> democratic body. Like, 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 delegitimize this for the farce that it actually is. Like, it's it's. It's people like Democrats are in love with institutions. We're in love with the quorum. We're in love with, you know, procedure. And it is to our detriment. And it it shows a lot in who we keep in office. 